All right, welcome everyone. I'm Paul Lefevre, one of the Zojo engineers, and today I have with me in our Zojo Talk podcast, fellow engineer, Greg Olone. Welcome, Greg. Hey, everybody. And today, Greg and I are here to talk about the release that never seemed like it would arrive, uh, Zojo 2020 Release 1, that uh, we shipped this past Thursday. Uh, so that was August 27th. And we thought we would uh, talk a little bit about what went into it, some of the stuff that's in it, and maybe take a question or two from our live studio audience for the first time that is here uh, staring at me as I talk, which is frankly a little creepy. All right. Let's, uh, let's start with Greg. Uh, Greg, you, uh, you did a, a few things on this release, if I remember checking uh, the logs and stuff, uh, a thing here or two. Um, primarily web, if, if I'm correct, is that right? Yeah, this, this, this release was primarily web. I just, I've spent the last four years of my life thinking about the web and almost nothing else. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a long haul and I'm, I'm glad we're finally at the, the, the first finish line. The first finish line. Yeah, that's right. And that's true. Greg has been working on this Web 2.0 project for a long time, a lot longer than this was even visible to all of you when it went first to beta back in, I think it was February or March. And uh, that's just when we got it to a point where we could actually show other people. Before that, it had been in development here for a really, really long time. Out of the many, many things, Greg, that were done for Web 2.0, what, what would be a couple things you'd want to highlight or call out that you thought were interesting or that you think are pretty cool or that you thought were maybe horrible to implement and uh, you still have nightmares about them? Um, well, the highlight items, you know, we when we were doing the original design for Web 2, we were looking at the pain points for people in Web in the first web framework, um, you know, pain points for us in terms of design, but also users and the things we were getting a lot of complaints about. And um, the the number one thing that we got complaints about in the old system was that it was a royal pain to style things, um, having to add styles to every individual control. And and when we started looking at the new at redesigning the system. Um, that was one of the things that we really wanted to have out of the gate was being able to apply a theme across the board that would, that would just update all of your controls. And if you needed to make a change, um, whether it was a style uh, provided by one of your one of your clients, um, or if it was something where you were going to design your own style, that you could just get all the updates across the board. Um, and it was. You know, it's it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it also means that there's less individual control. But I think overall, it, the the goal was to make it so that we had, so that you could create more professional-looking controls um, out of the gate. Right. Yeah, I do remember that was a common question we would get on the original uh web implementation was, you know, how can I style my whole site easily at once? And we never really had a good answer for that. Yeah. One of the other things that, that people kind of don't understand, don't understand this time around is, you know, 
the last web framework, web 1.0 was released in the fall of 2010. And back then, a lot of the libraries that most websites rely on now, jQuery, Bootstrap, uh, Vue, you know, and a lot of languages like Ruby and, and PHP was even kind of early on at that time. And, um, and Tom worked on the, Tom McGrath, the original designer, worked on that web framework for almost three years before it was released. So the, when, we, when we moved to starting to, to design the new web framework, we were looking at it from the standpoint of let's, let's use the, you know, to our advantage, use the frameworks that are out there. In this case, we're using jQuery and Bootstrap. Um, and making it so that what we're providing is the glue that goes between your Zojo code and Bootstrap and jQuery. Whereas last time when Tom did it, he had to do all that work from scratch. He created what was, uh, well, what is the equivalent of the jQuery portion of the framework. He also created what's the, what was the um, Bootstrap portion of the framework. And we really didn't want to have to do all of that work again. Um, we wanted to be able to, like I said, create all that kind of glue that goes on the inside. Um, so what were some of the, what are some of the, the things that Bootstrap brings to the table for people that aren't familiar with it? Well, Bootstrap is um, mostly uh, for visual and, and kind of layout structure of the, of a web page or a web app in this case. Um, you know, being able to not, not only does it bring kind of an overall um, consistent design to apps, but it also bootstrap has some things that we're not yet taking advantage of, but being able to um, kind of automatically switch between uh, mobile and uh, like uh, phones and tablets and desktop um, and we have plans to implement that sort of thing later on. Um, but it also, because there are, uh, there are third party groups that are, um, that create bootstrap themes. It's possible to go out on the internet, find a bootstrap theme in a lot of cases, download it and put it into your project and everything just updates. Um, I, I think it, they, they bring a lot of consistency too. Um, there were a couple of places in the, in web one where you would have a control that would look one way on Mac and on one way on windows and one way on Linux and a different way on iPhone and a different way on an Android device. And with the bootstrap theme, we get a lot more consistency across all platforms. So when you're, like if you're creating documentation for your end user, you can take one set of screenshots instead of five, you know, and stuff like that. So it really was about consistency and and using um, using frameworks that were um, well, the ones that are kind of well developed and have been out there a while. Now, because there's, I mean, and anybody who's in this industry knows in the doing web and CSS and that kind of stuff knows that libraries come and go. I mean, they just, they'll pop up and they'll get popular. And then, and in a lot of cases, either either they take off and everybody uses them or they kind of dwindle out and 
and you know five people use them on their sites for the rest of their life so um so we were looking for a kind of an established uh framework for us for assembling um, kind of the structure of web pages and then also an established system for the theming and and controls and that kind of stuff and you know the the bootstrap um community has created lots of controls and that was one of the things we were looking for was not having to recreate all these controls from scratch um, and that we got you know we got a lot of that for free what are some of the new controls you can call out that we were able to add because of bootstrap well we added um we added uh tab panels and page panels which turned out to be you know, relatively easy to do. There was, there was a lot of work to get them to work in the IDE, but adding them to the web framework was relatively easy. Um, we have a new date uh, date picker control. Um, I should probably have my IDE open so I can remember. I remember it there's a breadcrumb control too, right? There's a breadcrumb control. Um, we, we also added a, uh, in addition to the, standard uh, layout system that Zojo uses where, you know, you put a control and it, stick, it stays where you tell it to be. We also added uh, a layout mode that we call Flex, which in the CSS world is called Flexbox, but it allows controls to kind of flow within a space. So if you have, um, if you had uh, a container control and you wanted to use embed within, for instance, you could add, let's say you had a rectangle, you could add them and they automatically wrap within the space. And uh, they allow for, you know, some kind of fluid designs that you couldn't otherwise do without doing a lot of math in your, in your app to make it work. I'm opening up a web project here. What else did we add? We oh, we added a new chart control. That's a um, that's a Bootstrap um, uh, control. That yeah, that does. one's pretty slick. Lots of different chart styles and animations and things. Yeah. What else? What else do we add here? Um, well, we've updated the toolbar control um, and the new the new toolbar. Even though we don't have an editor yet, uh, we do have feature parity with the desktop now. So it supports spaces and it supports flexible spaces and it supports uh, buttons with drop-down menus and toggle buttons and and all that stuff. Um, you know, we've been, we oh, we added a combo box control. Um, what else here? I guess that's all the stuff that's new in terms of controls. Oh, and there's a, Oh, there was a there was a search control before, but it's uh, search control got updated and stuff. You know, we we added a lot of neat new stuff. I mean, every control's been overhauled. Um, progress wheel now can have custom uh, images on it. So if you wanted to have your own spinning thing or bouncing thing or whatever for, for progress, that can all be done with animated SVG files. And there's probably even more controls we can add. Um, I, I seem to recall a longer list of things that didn't quite make the cut for this first version. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, we 
Web Canvas and Web Map Viewer, they actually are in the web or in the release we just did in 2020 R1. But we have plans for those. Um, the Map Viewer is going to get updated. We're we're looking to use a service that has less of a financial burden than using Google. Um, I, I love Google in terms of their mapping capabilities, but they seem to they seem to nickel and dime us when it comes to um, displaying maps. So we're looking for something that's a little bit less oppressive in that department. Um, and the Canvas control we have there's a there's a third party control. Gosh, I think it's called it's either called JS Canvas or Canvas JS that we're looking at because it supports um, it supports click events on objects and it supports layers and it supports dashed lines and shadows and all kinds of stuff that would be really handy to have and to have it all be client side because again we're we're trying to cut down on the amount of traffic that has to go back and forth between the server and the client so. So, yeah, definitely a lot of stuff. Uh, in addition to all the web things um, that are far as related to controls and whatnot, um, all the new stuff that was added is also API 2.0 compliant, if you want to call it that. So it, it follows the newer naming standard, matches a lot of the newer stuff that came down the pike for desktop last year. So you're starting to see more consistency now between your desktop and web projects, and that will continue through the other project types um, in the coming months. And is there anything else you wanted to highlight on uh, web, Greg, before we maybe talk about a few of the other things that uh, are also in this release? Yeah, we, you know, um, I've been carefully watching the forum as the release came out and, and uh, you know, watching what people have been talking about. And I want everybody to understand that, that you know, this is, like any other first release, this is a first release. I mean, we've got we've got a, a lot of improvements to do. There were a lot of things that uh, we, as Paul said earlier, there were things that we just had to take out because we had to we had to ship eventually. So we had to say, okay, well, this is going to come later, and like the web toolbar editor and and that sort of thing. So I, you know there will be more improvements to the web framework over the next coming months. And, and, you know, we, we'll fix, you know, we'll fix bugs and get them out. Oh, and in terms of the web SDK, cause I've gotten quite a few requests about this. Um, the documentation wasn't quite ready when we shipped. Um, I'm speeding through it to get it ready for everyone so that people can start creating their own controls. Um, and it will be hopefully be available. I'm hoping either next week or two weeks from there, because somewhere in there I've got a vacation to take. <laughs> Greg needs to catch up on his sleep. Yeah. So some of the other things that are in this release, because it, it's not all uh, web, even though it might look like that. Um, we added uh, the ability to generate PDFs from Zojo which has been a really long-standing feature request. I, I remember it's probably been on the top 10 list for 10 years, maybe, 
but we've added that now, and that's kind of works in conjunction with uh, graphics. So however you're used to drawing with Zojo using graphics, you essentially can do the same thing, uh, but except you're drawing to a PDF graphics, essentially, and then you can output that or save it. So if you're doing any regular drawing of things in graphics, you can pretty much convert that to be able to generate a PDF without much effort. And like uh, Greg said with that, uh, it doesn't cover all the things that graphics can do. It covers most of the things, probably three-quarters of the things. Um, but, you know, it's not like that is done and locked in stone. We already have plans to get that uh, feature compliant so it can do even more. Uh, but as someone mentioned here in the comments, uh, continuous improvement is better than uh, delayed perfection uh, from our from our chat room, our live chat room. And uh, I like that, you know. Uh, get out stuff uh, that's useful and then keep improving on it. So we're really trying to be able to do that. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, there, according to the official counts from the release notes, there were 347 individual uh, release note items in there. And by my math, 46% of those were uh, tagged as bug fixes. So we did fix a lot of bugs in other things that uh, can benefit people that even aren't necessarily using web stuff necessarily. Uh, there's a good portion of changes to IDE uh, and fixes to the IDE. Um, as I was going through some of the list, I saw uh, a good healthy selection of Linux items. There are actually more Linux items listed in the release notes than there were Mac items, uh, which is not always a thing you see. Uh, we fixed a few memory leaks on Linux and a few other things, so uh, got a little bit of love there. And ZojoScript... For those of you that use that, got some uh, tweaks continuing with the uh, the API 2.0 flow through the product. Uh, you can now use API 2.0 methods and naming and whatnot in your Zojo scripts. And the other cool feature, admittedly for pretty advanced users, is if you do have larger Zojo scripts that uh, might have taken a while to actually compile before they could run, you can now save the compiled version and then just load that back up later to run for a significant speed improvement. Uh, so if you do have extensive use of Zojo script in your apps, that's uh, something to take note of. And on the desktop side... I wanted to call out the ListBox custom header events. There are two new events on ListBox that can let, that allow you to draw your own headers. So if you may have noticed before in the ListBox, you could kind of do all your cool drawing within the ListBox rows itself, but the header always kind of had that little mini standard look to it that uh, didn't necessarily blend well with uh, the rest of your ListBox. But now you can tweak the whole thing and make it look however you want. And my particularly favorite feature that was added uh, or fixed or what you want to call it was something Greg uh, tweaked in the spring that allowed large text projects to open more quickly. And uh, as Zojo itself is a very large text project, <laughs> all of us here really appreciated that fix. Uh, opening and Zojo. Been, yeah, go ahead, Greg. I was going to say, and we've been waiting a long time for 2020 R1 to come out so that we can actually use it daily. So. Yeah, yeah, that was right. Opening the Zojo project went from about uh, almost two minutes to now it's about 30 seconds for me. It was, it was one of the main reasons I couldn't wait to get that merge down into the Android project to, uh, to get that stuff opening and closing a bit faster. So that was nice. And... The other thing I have on my notes here is uh, some people might have asked, well, geez, Paul, at the beginning you said you're an engineer, but it doesn't sound like you worked on anything for this release. Well, I really didn't. Uh, 
No, it's not. I did a couple things. Bug fixes mostly behind the scenes. Bug fixes a lot of dock tweaks behind the scenes. And uh, although I didn't figure out what the fix was, I did implement the fix so that Zojo itself would run on uh, one of the fixes. So Zojo would run on Big Sur, but that was relatively trivial fix to some lower level Apple stuff. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, this was Greg and all Greg, and uh, he carried the load for this one. Uh, and I'm just going through my notes here on some of the other things. Uh, according to my notes here, Windows had about 16 fixes related to it. And iOS did not really have much changes here. A couple, maybe. Um, we'll have a lot more to say about iOS soonish, but uh, 2020 R1 was not really iOS's time to shine. Um, but that, that will change soon. And macOS had a, a few fixes as well. Looks like I have about 11 listed here in my notes. And probably the most notable one that I find useful is we did fix a bug in uh, Graphics Path. So if you're using that, uh, it had an issue where the offsets would be wrong if you were using Graphics Path on a retina display, which was a pain. So you had to kind of do a little bit of math to tweak that. Uh, but that's now all working now, which is just in time for my Graphics Path blog post that uh, went up in the last week or so. So now you can run that and be happy. Uh, all right. Oh, and I have a little note here off on the side. I wanted to uh, remind people that, as we do with every release, we tend to upgrade SQLite. Greg's usually on top of that. He likes to stay with a, a nice, newish, stable version of SQLite. So this version of Zojo includes SQLite 3.31.1. A lot of numbers in there. Uh, that version is not super new, though. That's like from January or something. But it does have... Um, few cool features in it. Uh, I have a blog post on that that should be up next week, probably when this podcast ends up on the feed and you can subscribe to it. But one of the cool new features that is in that version of SQLite is um, generated columns or computed columns, as uh, you may have heard of them on other databases. So you can actually have a column on your table that uh, is calculated when you query it rather than actually pulling in uh, specific data. So that is really cool and not something you could do with SQLite before. All right. Uh, Greg, anything you want to add here? I can maybe scan the uh, the chat. we got about five minutes. We might have time to take a question or two. If uh, Yeah, let's go for questions. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff here in the chat. So I've never done a live um, podcast where I have to look over here and read things. While you're doing that, um, one of the things to, I was talking about the web SDK earlier, um, the, one of the things we did do this time is that the web SDK is, uh, about 98%, um, the same as the way we generate controls ourselves. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were dog fooding in this area as well. So that, uh, so that one, so that you guys people developing controls could take a lot more benefit uh, or get a lot more benefit out of the web SDK. Um, and uh, so far I've created, I've created a couple of controls myself in house and uh, I haven't run into anything that I can't do control wise yet. So. All right. So we'll take a kind of combo question here. Uh, and of course it'll be related to web because you know, that's Everything is. is right now, and that's the way it is. So 
a couple questions. Can you maybe, Greg, touch on uh, perhaps now that we have this new baseline of Web 2.0 in place, what the um, next things are that you're considering? And also, speaking of which, is one of those next things going to be able, the ability to maybe go back to individualing, uh, styling individual things if you wanted to? Well, um, one of the things that we do want to do is we want to add uh, a style editor back into the IDE that will allow you to at least um, create or modify themes, whether it's something that you would apply on top of a theme or or what you would do. We don't quite have that designed out yet because this is only, what, uh, 48 hours old. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I'm not, I'm not sure whether we're going to have individual controls again. Again, that's this is all kind of in its infancy at this point, so it's hard to tell. Um, trying to think. Sorry, I lost my place. What was the... Uh, that was the, the styling question. The other part was, uh, are there any particular things you think you're targeting for next type of uh, upcoming features or things to expect now oh, that right. Web 2.0 is in place? The reason that I opened my little planner tool so I could go look. Um, yeah, well, like I said, we're going to update uh, the map viewer and we're going to update JCanvas. Um, we've got a, um, we have a uh, rich text editor in the pipeline so that you could type in, you know, similar to the way that you can type in uh, rich text on the forum and get something out that you could store and then retrieve and, and that kind of thing. Um, we've got some uh, more plans for Zojo Cloud, um, more security and more features and, and that sort of thing. Um, we also, one of the things that got uh, deferred during the beta cycle was um, a session restore capability. And we want to we want to get that out basically so that if a user navigates away from the app and then comes back, that we can actually put them back where they were or at least really close to where they were. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple of things. We you know we talked about during um, the XTCs we talked in the last couple of years, we talked about um, we have plans for a uh, text validation and text formatting capabilities uh, to try to reduce the requirement for people to have the key pressed events and the, and the um, mouse events that they've that uh, were used all over the place in, the, in Web Framework One. So yeah, it's you know drag and drop will come back. Um, we don't have support for fave icons right now. They're the little icons that show up next to your, next to the tab name in your in the browser. So we're going to bring those back, but support kind of more globally. There's there's like eleven different kinds of fave icons now, and we want to support them all so that it works in you know Windows 10 and it works in Firefox and Chrome and, and all that stuff. But unfortunately, they're all different formats and all different size images. So like I said, there's like 11 that we need to support. Um, so yeah, we've got a bunch of things coming down the pike. And oh, yeah. as, uh, as we like to say, we always have many, many things we're in the process of working on. Uh, the key is to properly uh, make progress on them, get them scheduled and get them out to all of you. Uh, so one other last question before we wrap up. Uh, it was mentioned at 
maybe one of the XDCs that we were going to put out a web version of feedback built on Web 2.0. We still have that as a goal? Uh, we do. Actually, um, We uh, feedback is still coming along. Um, I had to, because of the way the schedule worked out, I had to uh, actually get a web ver- or a new updated um, Zojo Cloud control panel done, and that's all done in Web 2.0. Uh, feedback is a public version of feedback is probably, probably 60 or 70% done. Um, I need to go through it and fix a couple of things that we changed APIs on and that sort of stuff, but it mostly works at this point. I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that we'll have something soonish. Soonish is, uh. What we like to say as to post anything specific, but we all are looking forward to here ourselves having a nice web version of feedback as well. So uh, it is still something we intend to uh, finish up and put out for everybody. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. We got uh, the time we want to hit and we can uh, thank everyone. I want to thank Greg for taking uh, some time out of maybe taking a nap to uh, talk to everybody here today and a little bit about web. I want to thank everyone that's listening uh, that was patient with us while we uh, worked through getting this release out this year. We work really hard on a lot of stuff, and we were so excited to finally get it to a point where we could ship it. And, uh, you know, overall, the feedback has been wonderful, and we want to thank all our customers for using Zojo and uh, building all the cool stuff that we love to see with it. It's what makes our day, really. I think that's it. We'll wrap up Zojo Talk this time, and we'll try to keep doing these a little bit more frequently than once a year. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.